That's one of the wonderful things about Jesus is he, he got tempted in all carnality on all points, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Those are the three dimensions he got tempted in in the, in the wilderness. And then after that, that same mindset said it left him and came to him at opportune times. So he overcame all points that actually are, are the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Those are all carnal mindsets. So he had to overcome that even within that man suit for our sake so that we could have a real blueprint and a clarity on how to live the life of God that he has placed in us. That's why he said, learn from me. If you'll watch me, it will automatically start happening in your life. You'll automatically start hearing truth. And I was talking to someone during worship. We've lost following truth to actually following emotions, thinking that emotions is truth. We actually think emotions is truth. If it feels right, then you got to do it. No. Truth used to be the guidance of Adam and Eve, and then it would guide and control the emotions. And then they would have the emotions of God through truth or the Spirit. But it got reversed because the thing that they got to listen to or look at, the very thing he said don't touch became desirable. In other words, it made them feel good about themselves. And so it pointed them to themselves instead of the Lord. And so every emotion that comes first points you to yourself which causes you to actually rebel against truth, which is witchcraft. Any type of work of of the flesh that comes first is witchcraft against God. It's sorcery. And so Jesus had to overcome that constantly for our sake. And so at the end of his life, you can find him in the garden, and at the end of his life, he says, the ruler of this world comes But what? He finds nothing in me because he had flushed it out by actually following the truth instead of his own desires. And now the truth was him. And so he followed the truth through the cross, which resurrected him for our sake so that we could have a blueprint on how to truly walk the life of God again. Are you with me? I told him, I told the person this to the, uh, during worship, anytime you have emotions first, first that come up before truth, it's witchcraft. It's just witchcraft. Listen to truth while the emotions come. Because the emotions want to take root before truth speaks to you. And then you just go with your emotions. Anytime I've gotten emotional or anytime I wanted to make a decision on emotion or even if it felt good, the greatest, the most demonic stuff is the feel good before you make the decision. (laughs) I've actually wanted to make decisions because it felt right. Man, it just felt good. And the Lord said, really? Really? (laughs) 
Now, the disciples would make decisions sending people out, but it says, and we felt good about it, and so did the Holy Spirit. They had to line up. Whether it felt good or not, it's, a lot of times if it feels good, it's not the Lord. Because the knowledge of good and evil is the evil. So when you, a lot of times I've, I've found myself feeling good about it, and, that, and I go, uh-oh, I just ate some of that tree. <laughs> because I took my emotions over truth. In other words, I followed my emotions instead of the voice of God. Now, you got to understand, I've taught on how to hear the voice of God so many times, and I've found myself when I was young and stupid, here, and when you feel this, it's the Lord telling you this. And, the man, I have had to back up the last 10 years and actually go the opposite direction. Well, you got to hear the voice of God first, and then you get the feelings. That's no fun to your carnal mind. Take it from me. Take it from Jesus. There's no telling how many times he was tempted not to go somewhere. I mean, how would you like to feed 5,000 and you've got, I mean, literally 5,000 from a loaf of bread from Kmart or Walmart and, and Kmart's closed, isn't it? But you, from Walmart and somebody hands you a fish and you feed 5,000 and the Holy Spirit breaks out. You got this pandemonium revival, and then the, the Holy Spirit says, all right, tell the boys to get in the boat, and we're going to go over to the other side. That'd be like break, something breaking out right now, and then 5,000 people just start piling in here. The Holy Spirit comes, and man, everybody's just slain. Everybody's crying. And then the first thing, the Lord says, okay, shut it down. Let's go fishing. That's when you find out if your emotions are your guidance or is the spirit. Because a lot of times, and I've been in a lot of revivals, the first thing is they say, we've got to keep this momentum going. And you put we in the midst of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus was tempted to keep the revival going because he felt wonderful. There was an empowerment but that wasn't for him. It was for them. The, what for, was for him is to walk in the truth. So the Holy Spirit says, let's go over to the other side. And he tells the boys, let's go to the other side. And I'm sure they're manifesting because, my God, we got breakout here. We could do a few, you know, thousand offerings and bring, yeah. we could bring it in, start a whole ministry here, man. So he, through his obedience to the Spirit, he's even delivering his own guys that are walking with him. He's showing them really what it's like to walk in truth. And if you continue in that truth, 5,000 is nothing. He got the whole world. He inherited everything because he chose to walk in the truth, not by his own feelings. And he used the truth to guide him. And when you use the truth to guide you first, even though you won't like it, when you use the truth to guide you first, you're conscious.
way. He's the what? So if the what? What's the second one? The truth and the life. Do y'all know how manifesting that is? Where are we going, Jesus? I know that, but what's, you know, what's really my calling? Jesus, I don't like that. Tell me something I've got. Am I my prophet? No, you're going to follow Jesus. Well, that's not good enough for me. I need some formulas. And then he says, I'm the truth. So any type of truth that comes in your life, how many of you like truth or do not like truth when it's spoken to you? Some of you like it, some of you don't. Because any type of real truth causes you to get delivered. Oh, come on and hear that. If you can hear that for one thing, just one thing, if you can just hear in your own gut, everybody in this room knows what truth is. You know you've done something, you're about to do something wrong, and your gut, or Bob just say, your spirit, he would say, the spirit in you would say, don't do that. Everybody knows it. And if you ever start walking in the truth, God arises and his enemies are scattered. The enemies that need to be scattered and cleaned out are the thoughts of the world through emotional training instead of spirit training with the truth. And when you start walking in the truth, your emotions are not going to like it, but then the truth, which is Jesus, arises in you and it makes the emotions bow to the Spirit and then the, your emotions start being like the Lord and not focusing on yourself and it points toward Jesus. You'd never be depressed. Never. As soon as I start getting depressed, well, nobody like me, you know, and, and, and then the Holy Spirit, ask me what I'm doing. I want to throw up because that's truth talking to me. And my old emotions like to actually wallow in stuff. And then I'll go to the deliverance team. I need to go to the healing room. Yeah. Right? Touch me. Touch me. Am I right? <laughs> Following Jesus, I'm telling you, he doesn't have pity. That's, the, that's a, one of the worst stumbling blocks is to have pity on yourself or pity on someone else. The best time when somebody's down, give them something from God that is truthful. That's why a lot of people don't like me. It's not the people, it's the old man and the enemy that doesn't like it. Because anytime you speak truth, it has to bow to Jesus. And that's why they, there's this manifestation of madness, you know, upset, you name it. But if they ever get upset with me for speaking the truth, I go, we got them. We got their attention. Because truth is an offensive thing to the carnal mind. It doesn't like it. It cripples us. It totally cripples us. But we've got a man that can give us something. If we can study him, 
we might get something out of it that will free us from thinking about ourselves and start focusing on Jesus. Do y'all know Jesus is actually real? It's not a religion. If I didn't have the guy that walked with me, I wouldn't, there's no way I would live. I don't even know how people live without it, without the voice of God. I really don't. I don't know how. I, I pray for this, this young generation because it's all focusing on social media and, you know, this and that. And everything's but the Lord. The more, you look at, the more you look at stuff of the world, the more you focus more on yourself, and then you're guided by your own emotions instead of the Lord. And that's, that's where we're at. And the ruler of this world that came to test even Jesus, we think it was Satan. It was man. Man has set up his kingdom, which is satanic. And it's created a carnal mentality, mentality about man instead of the Lord. And so man came and drug him in there, whipped him to see if they could get a reaction like they react. And if he could react like man does, he would fall. Oh, come on, guys. If he could react like man, Satan's standing there. He didn't need, he didn't need Satan. Satan didn't need himself. He's already got his, his kingdom set up in the mind of man. So the ruler of the world at the time was man because they believed his theology from the beginning. And so man, that mindset of man, tempted him to go back to the old ways of thinking. But by the time he got to that point, he says, oh, he's coming, but <laughs> none of that's in me. So every time a, a man mentality, carnal mentality would hit him, he would respond like God. And it would shake the kingdoms of man. They couldn't believe that he's not like us. It would wake them up. That's why the soldier, the centurion, so the centurion soldier's sitting there and he's been watching every bit of it. And he's seeing this man is not like me. He's not like anybody else. Because he didn't respond the same way everybody is supposed to. When they would slap him, a whole garrison, he'd turn the other cheek and just want them to slap him and lay everything, that mentality that they have on him so that they could be saved. Every time they would pull back the whip and lash at him with mockery, it wasn't just the whip. That was power of that carnality and witchcraft that was guiding them. And when they would hit him, he would want them to hit him so that it would come off of them and on him. And man's mind was starting to wake up because they're seeing someone that's completely different that has a mindset like God. 
And by the time he watches even the scene on the cross, my gosh, the scene on the cross, he's between thieves. We've got one guy mocking him. We got another guy that's hanging there and he realizes that this guy next to him is the son of God. Why? Because he wasn't acting like any of them.
for the real, I mean real, none of that is good. You read it, but when it comes time, mm -mm. all of that's good when it lines up with the way I'm feeling. Am I right? But if you really want to see fruit, you've got to long suffer. You've got to have patience. I told someone the other day, we were uh, together. Matter of fact, it was David. David and them have been going through all kinds of stuff with the, all this adoption thing and all, and there's so much pressure. I mean, it's just pressure. They've been in all this endurance. But the reality of why they've been endurance, all these blessings have been hitting the church, been hitting their life on the outside, but on the inside, it's like... <laughs> But you, they don't realize at the time that all of their endurance and patience was producing this thing. But the carnal mind of religion wants you to feel good so you can stay in poverty. Spiritual poverty, physical poverty. I'm serious. The American church is about to get delivered. The Lord's had enough of it. He wants the truth. He wants his son living in us. And he's about to start binding that satanic stuff that we've got that focuses on ourselves instead of the truth. And we're going to get free. And we're going to be a glowing wonderful church following the truth. And the blessings of God will come through our patience, our long suffering, and we will be glorious and the world will go, why are they so happy with all this stuff that's hitting the church? Why are they so happy? And they will see the glory of God on us. They will see that we're flourishing while the world is hurting. But we realize that the world, God is allowing the world to put pressure on the bride so that she can produce the glory of God. I can't see glory when there's glory because I've become familiar of it. But if, I've seen, if I'm in darkness and the glory shows up, I'll go, that's the Lord. God never created light in light. <laughs> and when he says, you're the light of the world, he dumped them in darkness. They weren't on TikTok. <laughs> most of the time they were in jail. Yeah. Paul writes all of his, most all of his letters in jail, bleeding. Yeah. And giving glory to the Lord while he's writing. And he's got drops of blood coming from his head from being beaten. And he's writing the glory of the Lord to the church. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. The carnal mind doesn't like that. But man, there's another mindset of the Lord that is on the other side to where you see that that's the doorway into the realms of the fellowship of Jesus. Are you with me? Well, praise the Lord. Turn over to Romans 8. We'll start there just real quick. That was my introduction. 
I know I get passionate about this. It's not because I'm preaching. I hate preaching. I, I get passionate about this because I'm, I've tasted this and it's real. If I didn't, if I didn't live for the Word of God and and be guided by Him, I would be a, I'd, I'd be miserable. I wouldn't. I, I would not have the happiness I've got today. If I didn't live by it, if it didn't offend me like it does, I wouldn't be happy at all. I'd be going on. I'd be going based on my passion. You know, I'm just going with my passion. You know, and I'd be miserable. By myself in sin, doing all kinds of stuff. But I've realized, man, the word of God, the truth of God leads me to life. And it's not about me having life on out here. I'm talking life inside. Life inside is much greater than having the biggest house in the world or having all the money in the world. I, you put me in a poor house, I'll be fine. You put me in a castle, I'll be fine. You put me in a boat, I'll stay there. <laughs> Or dear blind, yeah. Look at Romans 8, verse 5. For those that live according to the flesh, and I like to put emotions first. And emotions aren't bad, but we got to put truth first above emotions. Right? Look at your neighbor and say, truth first. Truth first. Yeah, but I just don't feel it. That's, that's another emotion. Oh, you didn't get that one, did you? I just don't feel, that's another emotion. That's rebellion. All you gotta do is just say, well, what are you doing then? Lord, what are you doing? And then the Lord go, well, I'm doing this. And then you go, ugh. I just heard the Lord. And, you, and then, you, then you have to actually not lean on that, I just don't feel him. And then you actually have to walk it out. And then you'll realize that I just don't feel him was a voice that you believed for a long time that just didn't want to walk with the Lord. Okay, praise the Lord, I'm back. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the what? Of the what? Oh, what is that? <laughs> Only you know. Paul's leaving it up to you because you know it. Set their minds on the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, or you could say truth, the things of the what? Things of the spirit. So that means I have to leave me out. I have to deny myself. And follow Jesus. Come on. I can't, you mean, I can't, I can't, no, you can't. I'm the way, the truth, ooh, mm -mm. no. But what about my, it just closes me in to one narrow thing. Now I've got to set my mind on what he's doing and now I have to follow his life. I don't need to look for my calling because if I look for my calling, I'm following a satanic ritual that's been handed down all the way back to Adam and I'm trying to find me instead of Jesus. I'm trying to find my calling instead of his. And if I go my calling, that puts me in a carnal mentality and then I'll be a minister of faith doing it out of, come on, you're doing it out of your gift instead of the will of Jesus. I'll produce businesses. You're an entrepreneur. Yes, I am. And then I'll create all this stuff and I'll say it's for the Lord, but it's really for. Mm -hmm. 
Now I'm ignorant of that thing. I wish I was ignorant of it now, but now I'm not. And it made me throw up and get it, you know, get free. Because I love entrepreneurship. And it's, there's nothing wrong with an entrepreneur. There's nothing wrong with a calling. But the calling should actually come to you or organically grow in you. And you just start walking it out. And then once you walk it out, you're not even mindful of who you are. And then God comes and ordains it and says, now you are this. And you go, I was? When did I do that? Sounds like Matthew 25, doesn't it? You fed me, I was naked, and you, you I, and they go, when did we do? In other words, they were sons of God the whole time. Why? What's the, re, what's the real fruit of that? They didn't know they were. It's because, mm, God, because they weren't focusing on me. I'm a son of God, praise the Lord. You know, I'm like, what the? <laughs> But then you got another team, though, that comes in there and goes, you know, uh, we did miracles. I mean, we had Rock City. I'm not saying, you know, we had this church, you know, we delivered. We had the stuff and we had this. They're walking up to the Lord saying, I, do y'all realize that? We, they're saying we prophesied. Oh, come on. They're saying we did it. They're not saying he did it. They don't even realize how demonic they are. And they are Satan. They are not a son. Come on. Come on. Wow. Because they were focusing on them, which goes all the way back to Adam. They chose to live like Adam instead of Jesus. Man, I hit like a turn to punch. I mean, you know. I, oh, God. I've got psychologists calling me in Texas. <laughs> Matter of fact, and they're, they've been listening to some of the stuff and they're taking some of my stuff and use, and they're asking, we got to sit down. You need to explain this. How does this work? I don't know. <laughs> Man is losing his wits in. I'm talking the old carnal man is now coming to an end. Things are starting to happen to where you don't have answers or reasons. And the only answer is the Lord. We're going to carry such wisdom because we're more in love with Jesus than anything else. And even saying one statement may change a city. We could care less about that change. We'll just keep walking. We'll just keep walking. But you change so many. Come in here. No, I'm, the Lord's got me going over here in the hood. We don't belong in the hood, man. You've got a great calling. Let's put you on the, the gold chairs and... Mm -mm. I'm going to the hood. Why? The Lord's going to the hood. That's where I'm going. I'm going where the Lord's going. Do you get what I'm saying?
For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the flesh to the things of this flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For the carnal, to be carnally minded is what? Death. Is what? Death. Wow. Maybe you hadn't been attacked by the devil. Maybe we've been living in his mentality for a long time and taking the bait again. What if he's gotten us in such carnality we actually think it's the Lord and we're producing death and we think something's wrong with us? And so we go and try to get ministry to get... And we make a circle. How many of you count... Come on. How many times have you been prayed for? Sometimes you've been prayed for a million times. It's just not coming out, you know. It's just not, but what if you just said, well, I'm just going to walk in the truth now and on. And then all of a sudden you find yourself not focusing on you and then you're free. Why? Because you left you back there. Because you is the bondage. Yeah, but Brown, you just don't know my life. Oh, yes, I do. Because you just like me. You may not have an ugly face like mine, but you go through the same stuff that I go through. You may not be, a, it may be a different surrounding, it may be a different timing, but I guarantee you, I've done every sin you've done. And you've done every sin that I've done in your own mind. But what if we could just listen to him and walk right out the door? What if we could truly believe him and that's our freedom? This is the works of God, that you believe. That's it. Show us a sign. Show us the works of God. And he goes, well, the works of God is that you believe. His only begotten son. This is it. This, uh, you believe in me. Do you know how offensive that was? In other words, you've got to show us how it works. You've got to create a formula so that we can believe you. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't, it'll never work that way. Lord, show me a sign. When he gave you the word. And it, but the problem is, is the enemy wants you to keep living like that so you can stay disappointed. Because he knows if you ever start obeying truth, you will be the sign you will literally become glory. Now, I'm not joking with you. You'll become glory. You'll walk by people and they'll get delivered. Or you'll walk into a place, people will walk up to you and start starling. I have that a ton. I've had people come up and just start cussing me out for no reason. I get witches that follow me on airplanes. And they'll sit next to me. They'll follow me all the way because they're seers. They'll follow you. Why? Really, they're wanting freedom. Their spirit wants freedom. But if I focus on the old theology, man, the enemy's after me and I've got to deliver them. And <laughs> Then I'm in a carnal mindset instead of seeing that boy is wanting Jesus and I be his friend instead of his deliverer. And then the deliverer comes. 
That spirit. But I had to get free of all that witchcraft, I mean, stuff that I choose to believe in because it made me comfortable. If I have a formula, I'm comfortable. I feel safe. Right? God's not safe. Cross your eyes and say, he's not safe. (laughs) It's scary to fall in the hands of the Lord. But to be spiritually minded is what? Life and what? Oh, who wants? Who wants peace? Oh, oh. I got to do something. I got. You just that dirty rat. He's talking to me and I'm manifesting. Turn over to Mark 4. And I'm going to end with this. Historically, he's speaking to a crowd. It's an awesome, massive multitude. And then all of a sudden, that same day, he chooses to cross the other side. Now, I've spoken this stuff on, I've spoken this here years ago, but this, this message on this is completely different. He just showed me something else in this scripture that was awesome. It was so wonderful. Simple, but yet wonderful. God is so simple, we can't see it. I mean, he's country. Very simple. He, he is country. He's redneck. He, he, he talks about agriculture, doesn't he? I mean, he talks about agriculture, animal, seed, <laughs> building, and heaven comes. Everybody's got to be a redneck. That's not the Lord, by the way. That was Brad. <laughs> On the same day when evening had come, he gets through speaking, and then he tells these pros that no water, and he's waiting for evening to come, and then he cross over. How many of you say, I'm about to have my breakthrough, I'm about to cross over, and I mean, I'm having a shift, right? I'm having a shift, and a breakthrough, and then darkness comes. Well, you asked for it. Right? We... I'm, I'm a paradigm shift, right? I'm a, I'm, I feel like I'm in, tra- how many of y'all go, how many of you guys go, I feel like I'm in transition. <laughs> and then, and then the, mm, hits the fan, something hits the fan and, and, and then, and it just goes dark. You were right. But we haven't learned how God walks. So God walks by waiting for darkness to come and consume us thinking, we're thinking darkness, the bad darkness is consuming us. But what he's he's really waiting for is for his dad to show up because it says in Psalms 18, he makes darkness his secret place. And so what happens, he knows that he's about to cross over to the other side because there's a new authority of he's going to have to deal with this legion that's really crying out for help. And so he's waiting for God to come and he waits for him to start overshadowing the earth and where he's going. And then he goes, okay, it's time for us to go. 
See, a lot of times when you go, I'm in, the, I mean, if you say, I'm in the dark valley of the soul. Oh, that felt like a, that felt terrible, didn't it? Dark valley of the, I, mm. You don't realize you're being overshadowed. But what we've believed is a doctrine that puts God and darkness as bad. He's darkness and light. He can do whatever he wants to. And if you look at Genesis, he never created during light. And he never created a general when he was feeling good and doing wonderful things. He created a general when he was in the pit or killed somebody, put them in the sand, and then visits them. And says, hey, you're my deliverer. You're going to deliver everybody out of from Pharaoh. What kind of God is that? He waited for Moses to get so dark he could create him. Now you know, if there's anybody that became dark was Jesus. He let it all cover him. Didn't he? And the Lord goes, because he's thinking different. That's him. Let there be light. The stone rolls. The angels start worshiping. And here comes the original light from Genesis. But he first had to overshadow him. The whole earth became dark while he's hanging on the cross because it had to line up it had to line up with his son. And he took on all the demonic darkness so that God could say, let there be light and man become light. The light of the world. He crossed over and he rested in that storm because he knew he was the stern just trying to breathe. But he knew he was crossing over. And he's doing this, trying to show his brothers how God truly is. Because God is showing up in their boat. And it's dark, and there's a storm, and there's waves, and there's all this stuff. And their intercession's not working. Because you can't pray against God. He's asleep in the boat, in the stern. They don't realize peace is in the stern of the boat. And if they would look at him, he had already, he's already told them, learn from me. And how many of you guys go insane when pressure comes? You forget what God said. He's on a pillar in the stern. And instead of watching his life and do what he's doing, they go nuts because now fear is guiding them. And they think peace is when everything is settled. 
peace is when everything is settled here. Yes. Right? Peace was guiding the Lord, not only within him, but peace, his father, was helping him get to his destination. But the men has not, had forgotten how God is, and they thought what was going on was not the Lord. Where were I to wake up to who God is again? And you're going to have supernatural peace in what the world would say was trials, storms, all this stuff. And you're going to have, your mind's going to be in a whole different realm. And the world's going to go, I want what you got. I, I'm losing my mind. Could you help, help me? I'm, and you'll explain who God is in their life because they're seeing God through fear instead of through the Spirit. And then their soul will come to rest and they'll welcome God back in their life. And then they cross over because they start realizing the pressure and the trial or the crosses that they're going through is them crossing over. And the trial is your breakthrough. And you start fellowshipping with him. And the world will go, we got to have that. Because our feelings have run out. We've tried it, to make peace through all kinds of stuff, but we can't make peace. We're creating, aren't we creating more division? by creating more rules to try to bring peace and all this stuff. I mean, think about it. It's all ruled by the carnality of man. But what if we could have a handful that walks in the Spirit? What if we could have just you? Just start now deciding to see God in everything. Right, I don't know if I can do that. You can't. You have to ask the helper to help you. Because we've never been that way before. It's new. When everything, anytime something's new comes, fear tries to kick in and guide us. Now we're going to kick him out. We are crossing over. And it's about to get dark. It's because God is about to overshadow the earth again. Some will see him. They're, they will lift up their heads and see him.
and they'll see, say, our redemptive is our redemption is drawing near. In other words, they'll say, man, this is great, and others will be losing their minds because they think God is this way and not that way. But we will be able to stand there and share the gospel like we've never shared before and truly bring understanding of what God is doing. And lights will start turning on throughout the earth again. Wars will start to subside. And peace will reign on the earth. And the glory of God will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. That will be his people. It'll be you. It'll be me. Well, I'll be gone. Some of you will still be here. I'm telling you, where you are right now is such a divine thing. God has ordered your steps. I don't care what you're going through. Look, a wonderful woman that does our children's ministry, she's, she loves to just listen to what God has to say at the, our church. One of the things she has learned, she goes, if you can just find Jesus in everything that happens to you, supernatural joy will arise. Just find Jesus. You're in your position so that you can see the Lord in a way you've never seen him before. I'm not, I'm not preaching to you. I, I'm telling you the truth. I have found him in some of the most darkest places. When I just said, where are you? And he opened my eyes to see what's truly going on. And I, I felt I would fall. Sometimes I'd fall on my knees. I'd go, I'd literally say, don't let it stop. I almost died and I asked, I even asked him, don't let it stop with tears in my eyes. Don't let it stop. Just let me be with you here. And everybody else is going, man, he's praying the wrong way. He's in a demonic spirit or he's lost his mind. I've lost my mind. Oh yeah, I lost my mind. I lost it. Because I found Jesus even in death. Some of you are bearing fruit right now because you're going through trials. It's because you're enduring it. And your patience and your long suffering, well, it don't matter if with your children, doesn't matter if your job, doesn't matter where you are, your long suffering is producing the fruit of God's glory. Because he has trusted you with that position that you're in. He has trusted the glory that he has placed in you in that position but the enemy doesn't want you to see it. You're in there 
because he trusts you. Do you understand? Do you understand? I'm going to pray for you, okay? Let's pray. Man. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for this church. I thank you for these folks where you've brought them here for such a time as this. I ask that you open the eyes of their understanding and give them your understanding. Give them a peace that surpasses all of their understanding and allow them to see you in the very position that they're in. Wow. Now let their heart just melt with love. Now let their heart have healing because no longer their old heads are ruling. Let them see through your eyes, not their own. Let them see that their children are in your hands and in the darkness that they thought they were in, they could see, oh Lord, he's doing this for their sake. And we start thanking you for what you're doing. What a mindset that surpasses all of our understanding. We love you, Jesus. And I know you love us. And I pray that we would start even seeing each other in a whole different way. That we don't see each other as enemies. But what we thought was an enemy was someone that was really getting us to our breakthrough. And we realize, my gosh, you're so good, Lord. And our enemies become our friends. It's foolishness to follow you, but boy, do we want to follow it because there's life in it. Bless this church, Lord. Bless this house. Keep blowing it up. Keep bringing in all the provisions, even bring in more than what they can handle to where they have to give it away. Lord, I ask for that. For every, even every household, Every household, just let it flow. Let it flow, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.